0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. If you're a Hilton Head Island or Bluffton resident, I'm sure you're curious about the biggest infrastructure project to come our way in quite a long time. And that's the Highway 278 corridor project. It's really something that impacts the entire region. Here to tell us the ins and outs of the project is Lowcountry Program Manager Craig Wynn with
1: SCDOT.
0: Craig, let's let's just start from the beginning. Why this
1: project and why now? So in 2017, SDOT published a um, basically a loan restricted bridge list that needed to be replaced. So the Eastbound Mackey Creek Bridge was the number two bridge on that list. So then we started having conversations with the county about, you know, hey, does it does not make sense to to fix the corridor, because this is the bottleneck. If you're coming from Bluffton, even coming from 95 to Hillman, the Moss Creek to, to Squire Pope Road, Spanish Wolves Road is the bottleneck. It's the only section that's old, that's four lanes. So, um, Beaver County, you know, passed the sales tax in 2018 that provided the additional funding for eighty million and then they they received SIB funding to cover the rest of it. So that that was a huge part of it. But replacing that bridge and then it was kind of a collaboration saying we need to fix The rest of the corridor, you know, let's take this opportunity where I work. We can combine funds and fix everything for this corridor.
0: Yeah, I know the chamber was a big fan of that approach. We really advocated for the approach of let's not just look at this project as a bridge. Let's look at this project holistically. And and y'all did that, which I think is a great way to go. So, so. Give us a overview of the preferred option. How did we get here of the preferred option of the 278 corridor project? So
1: we started with a range 17 range alternatives. We looked at everything from connecting the Bluffton Parkway to the Cross Island Parkway to the north to the south, you know, connecting 278, creating bypasses, you know, well, you know, different bridge options, different ways to get through the corridor and you know, looking at options. So and then in September of 2019. We came back and said, "Hey, we've got six reasonable alternatives that you know best meet the purpose the of the project, but also have you know the least amount of environmental, whether that's human or natural, environmental impacts." So we, from there, we went back. We studied more. We looked at you know greater detail. So that was all high level. So now we we dug in. We looked deeper and said, "Okay." We went on the field, looked at wetlands, and actually delineated and marked them so we knew exactly where everything was at. So from there, we went to down to the preferred alternative. So the preferred alternative has, you know, the it, we're trying to balance out environmental impacts. So it has the least environmental impacts overall. It may, it may have higher wetlands than some of the other ones, but it has the least amount of community impact. So the preferred alternative that we settled on was a is a new six-lane bridge um, from Bluffton to Jenkins Island. So it'll be a continuous six lane bridge structure. It will have an interchange at Pignan Island Wildlife Refuge. So the boat landing and the wildlife refuge will, will be right in right out there. So you will no longer have to cross the meeting and take a left out of there. You'll be able to go underneath the bridge and come up on the other side to be able to take a right. So that was a huge safety improvement there, but that also improved access to those great natural resources that are within the area. So once we get onto um, Jenkins Island, We've consolidated Blue Heron Point, Sea Heinrich Circle and Windmill Harbor entrance area and Jenkins Road into a single access point um, that will be signalized outside the gate of Windmill Harbor. That allows us to improve the safety of the corridor um, by eliminating those conflict points, those left-term movements throughout the corridor. That was a goal from the beginning, was to limit conflict points, pr- improve the safety of the corridor by also reducing the congestion to the corridor.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about that, because I think, as you well know, and with any big infrastructure project, suddenly everybody becomes a traffic engineer.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: suddenly we all have our favorite route. We all know the best way to do it. And by gosh, this is just going to cause more. So so tell us about that light, that that it's going to happen at windmill Harbor. Tell us what that's going to mean for folks coming through and coming over that bridge. Cause we all know it's a pretty speedy bridge these days. Yeah.
1: So one thing I want to hit on is we're going to lower the speed limit. It's going to be 45 miles an hour from Bluffton, All the way through Hill and Head. So in the middle now, you go up to 55 across the bridge and you come down to 50 coming off the bridge down to 45. Well, we all know nobody's traveling that speed. They're going 60, 70 coming off the bridge. So by able, by doing this, we're able, you know, to adjust the geometry of it so that it's more comfortable at 45 than it is at 60. Um, so we're slowing down people and then that, that signal is going to be a two phase signal. So about 90% of the time for that signal will be 278'll be green. So it's only gonna stop about 10% of the time. And it'll stop for 20, 25 seconds in there. So it's gonna be just long enough just to clear out the traffic that's you know combined from Mariner's Cove, Hog Island, RV Park, Windmill Harbor. They'll be able to clear out that there's the side streets and then 278 will continue on. We're actually able to put that um, signal in and not affect the level of service or the, you know, how efficiently 278 works. So, that's yeah.
0: interesting. Cause I think people are worried. They're thinking, Oh, I'm going to be sitting in a signal light when I come over the bridge. But in reality, that traffic is moving 90% of yeah. the time. It's only a small window
1: of time. Yeah. So we actually, you know, we did an end to end simulation model of the entire corridor. Um, so in 2045, so that's 25 years from now, um, we'll be able to, with the improvements coming onto the Island in the PM hour, we're able to save about 20 minutes. For just people traveling along the corridor, but going off the island, it's 32 minutes of savings daily in the PM hour for people to get on off the island if they work in Bluffton or work in Hilton Head, live in Bluffton, or vice versa. They're able to, you know, we're able to reduce that travel time almost in half.
0: That's amazing. That'll be really, like I said, it's hard when everybody becomes a traffic engineer. So it's great to hear that people who do this all day, every day are sitting down and analyzing. I mean, you took it from 17 down to the preferred option, which is really pretty impressive. Now, you talked about wetlands. Let's talk about the other elephant in the room. A lot of people are asking about in terms of how do we help preserve the Stony community? How does this project impact that, that Native Islander Gullah
1: community? We had multiple meetings with the Stony community as well as leaders in the Gullah community for the island, um, we had six meetings with them, six or seven. Then we talked about community enhancements, ways that we can enhance their community. So we basically came up with four or five options. The, one of them was the Jenkins Island Cemetery on the Jenkins Island there was to make a connection, pave connection, take that off of 278. But really the biggest thing that came out of the traditional cultural property was that Stony is the gateway to Hilton Head. So we plan on designating with some signage on each end of the Sony community. It says, you know, welcome to Sony. A lot, we're going to have a multi use path and sidewalk, which we're going to put light posts on and then put banners on it. So it'll have saying, you know, you're within the stony community. So as people are traveling, even if they're going to the south end of the island, they're still going to know they're going through a historical property instead of, you know, as of now, there's there's little signs out there. These are going to be four or five times larger signs, you know, brick signs or, you know, metal signs. Sense so, of presence. There'll be a sense of yeah. presence. But the, you know, the biggest thing is we're looking at put, building a pavilion. So it's going to have interactive like kiosks where people that are coming along the shared use path, they're able to stop and learn the history of study, the people that live within study, the families there. But we're also going to be able to display artwork. Sculptures, uh, maps, just have that history there, but it also is going to be a, a meeting place. We're we're kind of envisioning very similar to like the rowing and sailing pavilion that's there. Some are some are that size and scale, but again, that's something that's going to be worked out. In the future, in coordination with the Sony community, we're gonna, you know, we basically included in the environmental assessment as an environmental commitment. So, all this is a commitment from the department from Beaver County that this is gonna be completed as part of the project. So, in doing that, you know, we can't back out of that. It's in there. So, and, you know, it's just working with them on what the parameters and what it, the final product looks like. And then the last item is we're gonna do, it's called a storyboard map. Which you know, really, it's it's an interactive GIS based map where we'll work with the families. We'll get historical pictures, but each family within Stony is going to be able to tell the history of their family, the history of businesses within Stony. Whatever anybody has to share with us, we can put it on the web page, and that, that'll be hosted by the town and the county.
0: So you were also saying too. I know that that in addition to this pavilion, the impact. Um, on businesses is relatively minimal in that corridor,
1: correct? Or- yeah, we do have two business relocations in uh, the quarter. But, you know, the biggest goal from the beginning that we wanted was we wanted zero residential. We didn't want to displace anybody from their, their family home. So we do have the psychic building, which they'll have to be relocated. And then Willie Young's upholstery is the other relocation. But we've been talking with Willie and about relocating just him back further off of 278 because all the property surrounding his business is actually owned by the town. So we're like, okay, can we just shift him back? Because he likes his location, but he's already so close to the road. So we can shift that building back build a new building right there and he's got a building for the future so he's still in the neighborhood he'll still, still be right okay yeah and okay. that's all that's all be worked out in the next year or so but you know that's kind of the discussion we've had is when we want to keep there and then there's a few other businesses that curry printing and um, the lawyer's office right there they're both pretty close to the road they're gonna lose some of their parking but we've talked about just building a parking lot between them to sort of both businesses move their access off of 278 to wild horse Road or old wild horse so that improves their access improves their parking situation, just helps them out in the future as well.
0: What I think is really great is y'all really do want public input. It's amazing. I think the link's that you're going to. And, and and rightfully so. It's a great thing that you're doing. I know that we have posted on our social media. Um, listeners, check it out. It's the great video that shows exactly what it's going to be like to drive down 278, which yeah. I think is such a huge help. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, you're doing everything from office hours to comment on the website. Tell us how people can let you know their yeah. thoughts.
1: So July 14th through the 16th, we'll have office hours at the Island Rec Center. People can go to the website, scdot278corridor.com. There's a link under the public hearing page that says register for meetings. So we're gonna do those um, in July. We're also gonna come back for four days in August, kind of towards the end of the comment period. For people that maybe have more additional questions, they wanna get their last minute comments in. But then people can also go to the project website. There's a link to the comment that you can email. the other. The, yeah project email that they can send it into, but there's also a hotline number that they can call and leave a message. And then of course, July 22nd, we have the public hearing. It'll be open house format from two to 6 p.m. And then from from six to seven will be formal comment period. So that's where people can get up and speak. They're gonna have two minutes to speak, That, that time is non transferable. So they've got their, their two minutes to say, you know, what their thoughts on the project, but you have to be signed up five minutes prior to six. So you can sign up on the website now to be a part of the speaking list. And, you know, we say six to seven. If we have 50 people signed up, obviously we can't do it in an hour. We'll be there until everybody that wants to speak is that I'm signed up is able to speak.
0: Well, you know, you said something interesting before we started this podcast, Craig, which I thought was interesting because so many let's let's face facts, especially in today's world. It seems like complaining is the easy thing to do. But you really want to know the positive comments too. there. There are folks out there, I'm sure, who think it's a very positive thing, but just don't bother to weigh in. You want those
1: as well. Correct. Yeah, we want to hear we want to get a good subsect of the community to understand, you know, the community's thoughts. And, you know, is there something you like, you know, you like 90% of it, but there's something that you would like to see improved. Well, say what you like, say what you, you don't like, or if you like it all, just, you know, say what you think and you know, just share that with us. Cause that, that helps us understand the community instead of, you know, we don't want everything to be skewed by a vocal minority. If there's people, a lot of people that is like, Oh, we love this idea, but you know, I don't think I need to comment on it because you know, I there's nothing for me to comment. I like it, but we also want to hear from the people that you know have concerns so that we can answer those questions. And you know, and they, if they call and leave a message on the uh, for somebody to call them back on the hotline, you know, we're committing to calling these people back within 24 business hours. So
0: that's great. That's great. And you know what? It, it can make a difference, can it? Like you said, if if enough comments come in on a certain area, maybe y'all hadn't thought of. Yeah. So it can can, definitely make a difference. It can make a difference. So what's next on the project after the when does when do we sort of break ground, so to speak? When is that?
1: So we're anticipating construction starting in late 2023, early 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, With the preferred alternative, it's a three year construction time frame. So we had options that are up to five or five and a half years of impact. So that was a big factor in this. We found an alternative that reduces the impact to the traveling public. And, you know, as we look through this, it it wasn't so much the tourists. That were being that were going to be impacted. It's the people that commute to work every day. Like that was something that when we started looking at the traffic, we're like wow, yeah, you know, we thought like a lot of other people think that all this traffic congestion is caused by the tourists, but really it's workforce. It's the workforce coming on the island, or people just going you know to Bluffton to shop or coming to Hilton Head to shop. like It's just the interactive of the communities, but it's also the interaction of the region as a whole with Hilton Head.
0: You know, Craig, I know a lot of people have the biggest question that we hear a lot is, the Squire Pope intersection. I mean, how is it? You know, you hear a lot of folks not understanding how that's going to actually improve that intersection. How is that going to happen?
1: Yeah. So, you know, currently, right now, you know, people are sitting through two or three cycles to turn left on the Square Pope Road off of eastbound 278. So, we're, our plan is to actually eliminate that left turn, left hand turn at that intersection. So, if we were to put that in, we would have two 600 feet of storage length turn lanes. So that's going to push us out in the Sony community on the north side, an additional 15, 20 feet. So under what we're proposing is we're going to put a third signal in at Old Wild Horse Road. Now, each of those signals are going to work together. You're actually able to get through the corridor significantly quicker. So if you're going to take a left, to head towards Hilton Head Plantation, Skull Creek Boathouse, those type of areas, you'll actually bypass this, you'll pass the Scarpoke intersection, go down to Old Wild Horse, they will take a U-turn and go back. And you'll be able to do that significantly faster than if you were going to sit and try to make that left-hand turn. Because you know, every time we add a movement at that signal, it reduces the amount of time that everybody else has to move. So we're able to efficiently move traffic through the entire corridor down to Spanish Walls to the Cross Island um, it basically eliminates all the left turns through both those intersections on on US 278 and consolidate them within the old wild horse intersection. By doing that, we're able to have two phase limited conflict intersections. So it's protection. It actually improves the safety of the corridor, limits potential accident locations, and you know, those movements, all those turn movements are protected now instead of being able to. You know, I'd turn against oncoming traffic.
0: So if I want to take that left-hand turn onto Squire Park Road, as you said, to get to Hudson's or the back gate of Hilton Head Plantation, then I can do that safer and quicker, correct? Correct. Well, that's not a bad bargain. I'll take that bargain. Check out, everybody, check out the website. What website should they go to for more information, Craig?
1: scdot278corridor.com.
0: Great. And, you know, check it out. If you have questions, go look. The answers are there. Yes. Thanks, Craig. All right. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast.